0: Welcome to the Bond Center Morning Services. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. Exploring the Faith Hour. You can get involved by calling the number there on the screen if you like. Email us. And I can deal with your question this morning as it's happening. And good morning to everybody here again. I appreciate it. Before I get into my topic, I have to tell you, I'm going through, yesterday I started this cleansing thing. You know, when you cleanse the body out, Dr. Singh finally convinced me to do it. And yesterday was my first day. And I can only, yesterday I was only able to eat, like, salads, you know, vegetable stuff, and uh, stupid uh, carrots and <laughs> uh Cauliflower, cauliflower, little big white thing that has nothing in them at all. I don't know why God created them. <laughs> That's all I was able to eat yesterday. And he has this, I guess, kind of a drink you take. And so I, I, I had to take that. And this is for the next seven days. I can't eat any meat, any bread, any, anything, any cheese, any milk, anything that my body wants. For seven days. No cheese. no cheese, no nothing. So yesterday I started, my first day, and I think seven days from yesterday will be next Friday. Right, so I don't know what's going to happen to me between now and next Friday. <laughs> huh? I don't know. I hope so. Am I going to make it? Huh? Yeah, they told me that. I don't, mind. I don't need to lose weight anywhere but my belly area. I'm okay everywhere else. And so, But what I noticed about it, I went to him on Friday so we could go over the whole routine of what I have to do. And every time I thought about it or talked to him, my mind does not want to do this. It it tried to convince me that, you know, uh uh-uh, you want some real food. And I'm thinking, wow, something else, how the mind can have so much control over our life, it really dictates to us what to eat. You know, and I never, I didn't realize how much it tells us what to eat. And I'm thinking, why does my mind care about what I eat or don't eat? That's not like, you know, it looks like that shouldn't be a big deal to it. But it's involved in every area of my life. And when I think about what it's saying, I just feel hungry. I was watching TV this morning and (laughs) they were showing a nice breakfast over at Denny's for $2 or whatever. (laughs) Whatever the price was. But it was eggs, two eggs over you can bacon and the whole thing. I looked at that picture. It was tempting. It looked like a white woman. You know, so. (laughs) Let me tell you what I mean by that. In In the good old days when boys were boys and men were men, black guys were not allowed to be with white women. And so they would joke about it. You know, because you know how the mind makes you want something you can't have. That's what that's about. But I say that because it just, I know people who have started this thing. It's not a, uh, it's not a, I'm not fasting or anything like that. Is it a diet? No, it's a cleansing. Oh, okay. uh, you know, uh, apparently we got all this stuff inside of our body, just need to come out. And according to the good doctor, once or twice a year, we should do a cleansing, 21 days. So is it juicing? It's juicing, it's, uh, eating nothing but, like, for the next seven days, nothing but lettuce. And then he's trying to tell me I have to eat whole food lettuce. What do you call that? What? Organic. Organic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lettuce and stuff like that, right? So I went to a whole food store up near Hollywood yesterday, and I got there around 1 o'clock or so. There were young white men and women everywhere in that store. I'm like, wow, I didn't know this was so popular. I'm going to open up an organic store right in the white community. Because <laughs> they love that stuff, and it's expensive. You can, it's not the kind of food you can buy and share with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't really get a lot of it at all. They give you just enough for a meal. I bought like a couple of things. It was like $25. It was just three little boxes of stuff that I had. I'm like, this is not even groceries. No meat, no nothing. It's all vegetables. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> and today, right now, I got up this morning, and I did my little juice thing that he tells me to do, and took the little peel things, and then I ate some broccoli, carrots, and those white things again. What are they called? Cauliflower. Huh? Cauliflower. 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 Yeah. I'm sitting there eating those things, and I wanted to cry. <laughs> I literally wanted to cry. They were doing nothing, nothing for my ego at all. They didn't make me feel good, they didn't make me forget about God. they didn't do nothing. It's like sitting, I'm like, "Lord, have mercy. Help me through this Jesus. But I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to try it. <laughs> it's a trip. The most important thing about it is how the mind go to work as soon as you get away from ego stuff with food. The challenge is not with the food itself. it with the mind about the food. That's where the problem is. And it makes my body feel a certain way according to what it's, t- it's telling me. Anybody ever gone through that? That's amazing, huh? It's like, it's amazing how we are so addicted and don't even know it. We're like addicted to everything and you don't really know how much you are addicted until you are ready to let it go. You try to let it go. It's so amazing to me. Yes. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. One minute.
1: Oh, one thing that I realize is, in our, as a society, how difficult it is to really, if you really wanted to make an effort to eat more vegetables, for yes. example, just think about your daily when you're out there and you want to eat. It's really hard to order dishes that have vegetables. Y- yep. Sure you can get a salad, but a salad is a lot of just lettuce, and it doesn't really have a lot of vegetables. It doesn't
0: have those things in there. You're absolutely right. So Why not?
1: It's very interesting. If you go get Chinese, Mexican, I mean, just your typical dishes, even a sandwich, and you say can have more vegetables, they're probably going to give you more tomato, more lettuce, but you're yes. not really getting, like,
0: actual vegetables. That's amazing, too. Um, have you ever done a cleanse thing like uh, or fasting or anything like that?
1: Twice a year.
0: Twice a year? What, to cleanse and is it rough for you as it is for me?
1: Well, I don't do Well that. it's not
0: really rough yet. My mind is just working, so
1: I do twice a year, but I do uh it's only seven days. Oh. Yeah, and I'm I'm used to it. I've been doing it for years. But I remember when I um one time I wrote down everything that I ate and it was horrible. Yeah. I was surprised how <laughs> yeah. bad it was. And uh I changed it for Maybe a week, but it seemed like a month. Yes. It was the most slowest week of my <laughs> life.
0: You know, Dr. C said, oh, this is for 21 days. I'm like, are you crazy? Normally 21 days go by just like that. But when you got to focus on something like this, 21 days seem way down there now. You uh, know, it's like the good thing about it, when I make it, you notice I'm saying when and not if. When I make it through the seven days, I can then, then start eating a little fish and gradually eating that stuff again when I make it through the seven days. Not if, but when. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, yeah, right. I'm going to mate this, buddy.
1: You know what's great about it is when you do get to the 21 days, you said, you're going to be so used to eating at a lower kind of calorie intake level and just different feeling full with less that you're going to struggle to just get back to eating all the stuffing yourself with all the bad stuff. You're That's used what to. I'm
0: hoping for. I'm hoping that by the time this is done, I would have changed my, ab- my habit with food, that I will have a different relationship with it. And I'm hoping that I don't go back to my old way of eating. Because even just from yesterday to today, I realized I've just been eating a lot of giant, unnecessary food. It really hasn't been doing anything for me. I just haven't been really thinking about what I've been eating. And I realized I haven't really needed all that stuff. I've never needed all that junk, but I've never paid t- really paid attention to it. Because right now I'm feeling fine. I don't know what this afternoon going to bring, but you know, I feel full. I feel satisfied and all that. Even though my mind still trying to work on me a little bit, even now, about the food situation. But I'm glad I kind of understand the mind more and more, too, so it'll make it a little easier. Kelly, you went through this uh, cleansing thing that I'm doing, right? Yes. How was it for you for the first seven days?
2: Um, I actually, I expected it to be really, really rough the first seven days, but for me, it started out okay, and, um, you know, it was kind of up and down. I actually, um, I think if you're doing the same program I did, Um, There was, like, a journal you could keep that asks you, like, what you're eating, how you're feeling, what the physical side effects are. I actually looked back at that afterwards, and it was very inspiring just to see kind of, um, you know, how I was able to overcome different, I guess, pitfalls. Yes. Um, But, yeah, it wasn't what I expected because I thought it was going to be really, really rough for the (laughs) first four days. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, overall not bad because, like, I don't know if you've ever done just plain fasting with just water, that's pretty rough, but at least with this program, you're getting all the nutrients and the calories, and right, yeah. So
0: yeah, I have that little booklet where he said, "Did you go through the whole 21 days?" I did. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I have this little booklet where you're supposed to write down what you did, and I started. To, I thought about it last night. I'm like, "Okay, I'm at the end of the day. Let me write it down." Then I got mad. I said, "I'm not writing down this stuff. There's enough time to not eat. Now you want me to write?" <laughs> So we'll see what happens. Yes,
3: Frankie. One thing that I noticed about... You've done this before, right? Yes, yes, yeah. I've done it a couple of times, different varieties, different lengths. And um, um, the spiritual aspect to eating, there's a whole thing to it. And the ancient people talked about it. It was one of the eight deadly sins. It was the first sin that they marked uh, as gluttony. And... um, your imagination, your mind, everything is working against you. Uh, your nose, all your senses are working against you to, uh, to cause you to fall. Because it, uh, most people... Did you make it through? I did. Oh, you did? I did. You
0: did 21 days? Um, uh, more than that. Really?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The thing about me is that I'm thinking, wow, well, it could look like I could get mad because I can't eat. My mind telling me, like, I want to be irritated, you know? And another thing, I, I've been taking these sinus pills, uh Claritin D thing for my sinus. I can't even take those things right now. He's like, no, don't take them. This is going to clean all that stuff out because a lot of times uh, uh, sinus problems have something to do with the way you eat or uh, what, yes, what you eat. Yeah. yeah, the meat and the food that you
3: eat causes you to build up mucus. So the milk right. and the cheese could be the reason why you're taking the Claritin D. But the, the last thing uh, that I wanted to mention about... about the, the fasting is that um, uh, of the eight deadly sins. He tries to awaken your anger, your frustration. Yeah. it's a complete
0: attack on your mind. No, what are through, you trying to make me gluttony? mad? So. Yeah, that's a good point, man. I um, did you go back to bad eating once you were done with it? No, uh, you didn't go back to eating. Most eating the old recently,
3: way? most recently for me. Um, I was feeling so bad from eating uh, eating that way, my old way of eating, yeah. that uh, I kind of ran away to the way I'm eating now, eating and drinking, and you know most people think you're crazy for, for doing that. We you say, drinking alcohol, uh, drinking a, <laughs> drinking a gallon of water every day.
0: Oh, one well, gallon. Well, I ain't gonna do all that.
3: And uh, <laughs> and uh, I ain't eating, gonna take uh, that's too for too much. Eating fruit, no no meats, no dairy products. No, uh, no, uh, no meat whatsoever, and just
4: uh, fruit and vegetables.
0: Amazing, yes, sir. No, he understands.
4: Now, you low metabolism people can get away with this vegetable stuff, <laughs> but um, um, I find that when I just eat vegetables, they make me very hungry, and it seems like I'm not getting enough real calories. You know, from meat, cheese, and bread?
0: Well, I think that's why he has his protein drink with it, too, because you get all your nutri- nutrition's, nutrients from that, too. So all the stuff you need that you would normally try to get from other food, you get it from this drink you drink every morning. Well, three times a day. Okay. So you're not going to be missing that.
4: You sure? Yeah. So you're not lacking in energy? No. But you're hungry all the time.
0: You know, and all, I was just thinking about the hunger thing. I'm not, like, really hungry. It's just my mind want me to think because my belly feel full. Yeah. In all honesty, my belly feel like I had a real meal. But my mind say, no, you're still hungry because, and it's because I didn't have what I normally would eat, the stuff that tastes good to the ego. And all to the- so I'm thinking that that's what that's all about. Anybody else notice that? Oh, okay.
4: Yeah, I just don't get why, you know, bread is cited throughout the Bible. Everybody's eating it. I don't see why, you know, it's the big enemy here.
0: It wasn't white bread. It wasn't made with chemical. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to know? <laughs> yes, Richard.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah, some nutritionist said you start your your fast on the full moon.
0: It's not a fast. I'm not fasting. Well,
3: I'm sorry. I used uh, the wrong word. I'm sorry. Uh,
0: I'm cleansing, but I <clears> do know it. you're cleansing. Yeah,
3: on the full moon because of the uh, I, I'm not going to say bacteria. I'm trying to think of the word, but the it's the bugs that's in the body. You the, the, you get new I'm trying to think of the word, but you get new bugs uh, starting the new moon, and the old bugs are still from, from three months down.
0: Pardon Parasites?
3: Parasites. Thanks. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and that was one of the reasons why they said do it that way.
0: Oh. Well, it so happened it was a full moon. There is a full moon. It's kind of going away a little bit, but it's still somewhat full. Yes? I
1: think maybe that's the secret to slowing down time. You know, time seems to be going fast.
0: I know. Yeah, change the way you eat. <laughs> but my whole thing about it is the, the uh, control that it has, has over me, and I didn't realize it, and how the mind will use that against me, too. If I decide, well, I'm not going to eat this way, it goes to work. So it's like that with everything. It's all ego, and that's the thing that I'm concerned about, you know, that I'm noticing about it. I'll keep you updated. <laughs> if I come here one day with the Afro, you know I tripped out. <laughs> it did not last. And I wore my skinny jeans today. Rhonda hates them. He's like, don't wear the skinny jeans. <laughs> um, so I'll keep you updated, folks, and let you know how it's going. So I may make it through since I have to report back what's going on, and I don't want to report that I've been weak. So I may stick to it for that reason only. I'll let you know. Stay tuned. Uh, any questions about last Sunday meeting or anything happened this week? Any questions about your life or what you realize or blah, blah, blah? Yes,
5: Patrick. Uh, I just want to comment on the uh, idea of God. We were just talking about God said love him completely. With all your heart, soul, and might. Yeah, I do th- think that has helped my prayer in the last week oh good and uh because we're talking about when it's like when you're here in the moment you're here completely yeah you know you can't compartmentalize and say i'm going to be here 60 percent and the 20 i'm going to be daydreaming yeah so there's i realize when i'm praying there's a lot of distractions and a lot of things that i i i you know want to do um but i i realize when i'm in prayer that's what it's about Prayer yes. is about praying to God. It's not about uh, thinking about my interests and, uh, you know, just daydreaming. That, yeah. has, that really has nothing to do with prayer. And so that just kind of helped me, I guess, for lack of a better term, focus better.
0: I know that when he caused me to realize that the first thing is to love God with all your heart, soul, and might. I've heard that before. I read about it. But I did not know the depths of what that meant until he caused me to see And it has just enhanced my life in almost every area of my life because I I did not know that I wasn't loving him with all my heart, soul, and might, meaning that I didn't love anybody, anything else but him. And that's what we have to do because we have been told that we got to love other people, too. We got to love our children. We got to love one another And so I'm thinking, well, i got to split this love, give him a little bit, and the rest of the world, right? But what I now realize is that when I love him with all my heart, soul, and might, then I'm going to love everybody else with the love that he's given me, with his love and not my love. That because I don't have any love to love with. No human being has real love to love with, not their own love. If you notice, you can test it yourself. You only love up to a certain point with your human love. You love when they love you back. You love as long as they are not offending you. You're loving when they do what they, you want them to do. You're loving when, uh, up until they roll their eyes at you or talk about you behind your back or lie on you. Your love is out the window. You get mad right away. And, and real love never get angry at all. Not one eye order, It's impossible. And his love is the real love. So once you can see that, you're really on your way, I think. I am. Yeah.
5: Also, everything that you do, since we have a life that's not just about praying 100% of the day, it's about going to work, it's about having you know, yeah. family, whatever we do. Everything that we do... Should be done in a way that would be the same as we're doing in our prayer. So, our, all our attention to it. If you're dealing with a child, you're loving because your attention is there. Yes. Your attention is somewhere else. You're not loving.
0: That's right. Amen, boy. Well, God bless you. Yes, sir. Uh
6: it, uh, it has, uh, uh, it has uh, made it, uh, an impact in my life, actually. What uh, has that that uh, Last uh, Sunday's um, question, do you love God with all your heart, all your mind? Right. It really, really, um, I've heard it before, but uh, when you mentioned it, it quickly came to my mind all the times I didn't, all the times I didn't uh, love God uh, with all my heart, all my mind. So that's, that's something that's been reoccurring, and now um, I'm very watchful, because there's always going to be the opportunity. Yeah. To to uh, love God and and, uh, and not uh, uh, go the other way. So that was going to be the. It's just, I'm just you just wait for the opportunity, and then you do feel like you know you're 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 allowing the the lollipop to pass, and you do feel a little. But that's what it's about. Yes, that's exactly what it's about. Um, that's right. So
0: I love that. Uh, no one who heard my. Don't say what it is if you heard it. The biblical question of the week. Anybody here heard, listen to the radio show and heard, heard it this week? right, uh, don't mention it. Okay, if you know about it, don't say it. I mean, don't uh, keep your ego silent. Control yourself. I, I was thinking of this this week because, you know, I'm fortunate enough that I examine myself. Also, I talked to a whole lot of different folks around the country about different issues that they are going through in their lives and I realized that there's one missing ingredient in most people's lives. Most people's lives. It, is the, it may be the most important thing. I'm not sure yet. But I notice it's missing in men and women. And especially in men because growing up, I didn't see this ingredient missing in men as I see it today. And I know you don't, those who have not heard what, it, what I think it is, you don't know what I'm thinking. So I want you to tell me, what do you think that one ingredient that is missing in men and women, but especially men today, that were not, was not missing before? I, I, and I asked this on the radio, and I asked to my staff, and it's so interesting, the feedback I got from it. All understandable, but very, very interesting. Uh, he can sit over here. Just yeah, Kelly's supposed to guide him. What is it? said. Um, who want to take a stab at it first? One thing that's missing, and so you don't know who it is. Patrick, did not tell you? Oh, okay, right here.
1: Common sense.
0: I'm sorry. Common sense. Common sense is missing. Okay. That is missing. That is missing. What do you think is missing? There's one thing, one primary thing that's missing. I don't think anybody's loyal these days like they were in the past. Loyalty, loyalty. Both of them, men and women, are not loyal anymore. How about you? Are you a laurel person?
1: Unfortunately, that's, uh, I think, it, I don't know if it's loyalty or stupidity. So I don't think it's actually loyalty. I think it's stupidity, but it looks like loyalty. Oh, so
0: you're a stupid person that presents In that regard. As lo- oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. That's honesty. 100%, man. in fact. Right. On. That's my problem.
0: Wow. I understand that. Uh, yes, sir.
7: What's missing today among men is responsibility.
0: Responsibility? Yes. Are you a responsible man? Yes, I am. Oh, okay, so a responsibility is missing. Correct. And you believe that's the one ingredient that's missing?
7: That is definitely one the ingredient I believe it's missing. Oh, okay.
0: Not, not, not a ingredient, but the one most important one is uh, responsibility. Okay. All right. You want to take a stab at it? Yes, I'll take a stab. Okay.
1: The morality
0: huh? Morality. Morality yeah. is missing. Okay. <laughs> this is fun. You don't know, right, what I think is missing, right? You didn't hear the show. Okay. One thing, when you think about it, especially when you examine your own life or you know people, what, what, what comes to mind? Uh, fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. Okay. Interesting. You already know, Hermes. No, but I, oh, but don't mention my tape then. Okay, go ahead. I think a sense of purpose. Purpose. R R, R- M E. <laughs> Rolling my eyes. S M H. <laughs> no. But, uh, Ronnie, you want to take a stab at it just to see? No. When you think of that one ingredient that is missing in most men today, and women too, and I say men because it should not be missing in men. In the good old days, when boys were boys and men were men, it was rare that this was missing in men.
1: I character.
0: Character. Okay. Hey, stranger. Welcome back. How are you?
1: Great. How's life? Wonderful.
0: You look like life is good.
1: God is good.
0: Are you here visiting? Yes. Oh, okay. What's that one thing that you think is missing? Patience. Patience. Okay. I love it. The one thing that I realized, and and I'll tell you why I realized it. Let me see, should I tell you why? Oh, the one thing I realize that is missing in most people's lives today is endurance. Most people do not have the ability to endure all things. They get angry, they give up, they blame, they get whatever, and they stop. Even when you get angry at a situation, you're not enduring the situation. Endurance. The Bible says, it all joy when you're feeling the pain, the pain that tribulations work as patience in your life. And if you really want to experience your creator, you got to go back to enduring things, meaning have a good attitude through it. Don't be mad about it. Don't judge the person or people. Don't hate yourself. You got to be willing to endure it. And in the good old days, when boys and men were men, they endured things like that. They went through a lot of stuff. They didn't complain. And most of the time, you never know that they were going through it. They didn't walk around trying to get sympathy for themselves. They kept it between thee and God. Themselves and God. They would pray about it. They would talk to him about it. And it would be worked out. And I got that somewhere. I'm, I'm growing back into it now, but... I grew up like that too, because that's what I saw as my example. And I've noticed that over the last twenty-three years, thanks be to God, that so far I haven't given up on anything. I've endured, and I've endured without being mad or complaining about it. Whether it's demons coming after me, or the people who work for evil coming after me, or whatever it may be, I have endured it with His grace. I have. And, I, and so the other day I was reminded, wow, this is how it used to be in the older days. People didn't complain. They didn't go see the therapist or the counselor or, or go on Oprah show and tell all their weaknesses. So it was private between, <laughs> you know, God knew about it. And they would pray to God and God would guide them through it. If you want to know and experience him, God within you, you got to endure things. And have a good attitude about it. And I have a, a couple of scriptures I'm going to show you uh, where it's true. But most people don't have that today. Anytime you get angry about anything, you're not enduring anything. If you get mad about one hour order of a thing, you're whimped out. You have absolutely wimped out. And God is not with you on that. He said to endure. Even he said in the scripture, stand, stand, stand. And when you've done all you could do to stand, stand some more. He never talks about giving up. And if you understand, if you you were to seek first the kingdom of God in his right way, it would never occur to you to give up on anything. It would never occur to you to be mad about anything. And I'm telling you, when you go through it like that, you come out a wiser man or or woman, a better person for it. But people are not enduring nowadays. We have a weak, pitiful society. And especially with men. And I say shame on men because they represent Christ and they are weak, wimpy, angry, out of control Christ. An embarrassment to Christ. One thing I Oh, any questions about that? Any disagreement? Anybody can relate to it. Are you guys are in a coma. Everybody in a coma. I want to tell you something I realized yesterday about God. I, I can just boohoo now thinking about it, uh, especially when thinking about enduring things. Yes, ma'am. Oh, you say you could relate to it. Yeah. In what way?
1: like you said, you don't get mad, you just keep going. Yes. You know, when you get mad, you're not enduring. That's what I really
0: That's right. You're not enduring when you get mad. You're not glorifying God. You're not appreciating him. You don't believe in him when you get mad about anything. One iota of a bit of anything. Right here. And then I come to you, Rob.
1: Something I've observed is, you know, when we watch Dr. Phil or Oprah and all those, I think the quality of man has also, like you said, uh, because I notice you have these grown men and they complain or, but they blame the the women. yeah, Whether it's their mother or someone and they're saying, I'm willing to do this, but I don't know, that's, I think somehow we lost that because even when I talk to my, like my grandfather and stuff, you don't see a lot of that. Like blaming.
0: That's right. I have I never my grandfather was around me all the time not all the time, but a lot. We worked together and you know, and everything. I never heard my grandfather one time blame my grandmother for the way he felt or his actions or anything. He dealt with her the proper way, but he never blamed her for anything concerning himself or anything. And now the first thing men are doing, blame the women. Oh, my wife did it. My mother did it. If she hadn't done this, then I could be happy. that? And then they're on TV telling Oprah and the world. "Mm -hmm." Yeah, Oprah like this. That's right, child, you're weak, so. I'm sure that's what she's thinking. (laughs) Remind me not to marry this one. But you got to endure, and you got to endure with joy. And it made everything that you go through so much better in life. You got to be happy about your bad things that are happening. Like, yes, Lord, thank you for this one. (laughs) And let me tell you why, though. You got to realize, well, I would like for you to realize that God created everything. He created the animals. He created the birds and the bees. He created heaven and earth. He created us. He created evil. He created everything, right? And so God is in control of everything. And God is not going to let anything happen to you that should not be happening to you. And most of the time when these things are happening to you, they are happening because he's trying to get your attention. So you can focus back on him. So you can repent. Repent. So you can come back to him most of the time. And the only reason that he would not cause you to repent and come back, because you may be the kind of person that don't want to repent for your sins, right? So if you don't want to repent, he'll just let you suffer and die. But for those who want to repent, he allows these things to happen so that you can watch, wake up, to wake up you, to because you, you're on your way to fall into a ditch, and you don't see that you're about to do it. And so he let these things happen in order, to, he, in order to wake you up, right? He could let us just fall into the ditch and destroy ourselves. He's in control. And nothing is going to happen to you that he doesn't want to happen. Nothing. If he doesn't want it to happen, it's not going to happen. If he wants things to happen, it, they will happen. He's in control. He created everything. And he's our father, so naturally, he got to be in control of us too. Isn't that amazing? That's some deep stuff. (laughs) When you really think about that, that's true. God created everything. He's in control of everything. Of myself, I can do nothing. So he must be allowing these things to happen. Why? Why is he allowing this to happen? And he will show you why you start to wake up. You'll start to get better. you draw closer to him. But most people, because they don't want to do anything, they'll start crying. This is bad. I don't want this. I don't want this in my life. You heard people say that, right? I don't want this in my life. <laughs> or they'll say, stay out of my life. Too much pressure. Uh, too much drama. They got all these little sayings that, It's keeping them in hell, whereas God is trying to bring them out. He's in control, folks. Yes, ma'am. That's
1: that's the way I look at it, too. Like, when I hurt myself or something happened bad, it makes me look like I was being punished. Like, what did I do wrong? That's right.
0: What did I do wrong? What am I not seeing here? You know, how come I didn't see that? You know? And he's just trying to, hey, look, Stephanie, you're about to break your neck here. I won't let you break it all the way. Just fall down knock your teeth out. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little stubborn, but wake up. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. And that's with everything that you go through in life. And some people have, you know, just ego through the roof. And they, you know how it is. Yes, Rob.
7: I: was getting it about uh, endurance and responsibilities. We, um, what I see about a responsibility that's uh, lacking among men, including myself, but uh, I do see myself taking on responsibility more and more on to endure things, even though I may, I may get mad about it and stuff, but I just endure it anyway. If you're so I can, mad, see, you're so not I can enduring. see myself. So I can see myself. You
0: uh-uh. If you're getting mad, you're not enduring and you're not seeing yourself. Okay. Because an angry person is living in darkness. And you're not going through what you got to go through with joy. So you don't trust the Father that he'll take care of you through it.
7: So how you take joy in, doing, in experiencing that?
0: Excellent question. And one thing I realize about enduring all things, if you're willing to endure all things, you've got to become responsible because you're going to stick with it. A lot of people start a business, and if it doesn't take off tomorrow or two years from now, they'll end it, and they end right at the point where it's time to go in and everything about to happen. But they didn't have that desire to endure because the mind is telling them it's not going to work, should have happened faster, somebody else is doing it, and they have this anger, this attitude, this ego at work. They give up. But if you are, if you can endure with joy, then you will be, you will, you will become responsible.
7: It's all a part of the thing. How do you take pleasure in that? That's, what's, <laughs> that's what. Puzzles me. How you take? How you take pleasure in that? That's what's what's. In, in, I'm in suffering, huh? How you take pleasure? Yeah, exactly.
0: In, in suffering. That's a good question. Yeah, because uh,
7: if I take pleasure in it, then <laughs> then we'd be walking on water, right? I don't know, right? So to speak, right?
0: <laughs> Maybe it's like walking on water. Right. That's a really good question, though. And uh, uh, my friend right here want to answer that for you.
6: Um, uh, I noticed uh, in my life that uh, well, first when you were talking, the, the, the somebody um, one minister once said that if, if God loves you, that, that He will take away the things in your life that. Are causing you to um, to love him to, that impede you, and that you know. And this in the beginning of the year, um, a lot of a lot of things have been taken from my life, and, I, and I've shared some things w- with you. And I mean, literally, in where I'm being put, I never been so um, alone, so to speak. But I don't necessarily feel alone. I almost feel like if if, if I almost feel like everything's been taken being taken away. My friends stop calling, and what's what's the night? And I get into discussions and they end up um, getting angry with me, some of the things that I say. But I don't necessarily say things angry to them. It's just the discussions. Right. They don't want anything to do with me anymore. And I'm totally relying between, it's now between me and God. You know what I mean? My wife, no longer there. My job, no longer there. Never wow. have I been so alone, so to speak. So you lost your wife and your job at the same time? Yes. Dang. At the, the same time. And, you, and, that, and my friends. And my, I, I never had a lot of friends. I had three, three or. or you saw like that friends. guy.
0: Uh, what's his name? Joe. Yeah, I'm about to say Francisco. Love that guy. And Joe. It, it feels. It
6: feels <laughs> like Jesse. Like my life is being hollowed out. It feels like my life is being hollowed out. So, now that I have all this time to myself, all I have to. All, I, I become more quiet. Everything. My. My. my it sort of. My, my. It seems like my life is expanding outward, and I'm being more quiet. Do you, do you ever get
0: angry about your situation? No. Not at all? No. You didn't get angry from me? Well, no, what
6: I, see, what I see is I see previous uh, angers from the past, you know, because every, a lot of stuff has been bubbling up. Um, yeah, from time, every now and a blue moon, I do, you know. Um, you know yeah, it, be honest about it. That yeah, way no, you, every now and a blue moon, um, I do. I, I started noticing that there was a little bit of, 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 of anger towards my wife for, for moving on, so to speak. Right. You know, but I watched it, and it went away. Yeah. I, just, I just looked at it, and it went away. So it's just, it just seems like my life is being hollowed out. You know what I mean? There's an emptiness that's coming, but at the same time, there's a peace yes. that I've never uh, really felt before. Um, uh, Good, man. Me.
0: This is building this solid foundation that we're building this year. And I want you guys and ladies to get serious about it, because if you seek first the kingdom of God and his right way, that foundation will be built. I realized... Uh, about faith this week, something I had not realized before. Um, there's, there, are two, there are two kinds of faith, two types of faith. One is the faith that comes when I tell you about faith, or your parents tell you about it. Oh, just have faith, believe in God, you know. And, or the preachers always so say, "Have faith in God." That's one form of uh, form of faith, but. There's another faith above that, and that is the faith that you build on. Remember last week we talked about if you had the faith of a mustard seed, that that's all God requires of you? Well, once you get past this faith where, and, and both help each other, I think, but once you get past the faith where you've been taught to have faith in God and get to that mustard seed faith, you're on your way. I'm telling you, and, and, and that will enhance the first one as well. But when you get to that mustard seed faith, you're on your way. And most of us start out with that other kind, the first kind, where we are told by our parents and all that to have faith. But a lot of people, because they don't endure, they never get past that first faith. And so they go, oh, yeah, I have faith in God. You believe in God? Yeah. But they get mad about everything. They're insecure. They have doubt. They have fear. They have worry. They don't know that of themselves they can do nothing. They, they think that they have their own opinion about things, but yeah. do you believe in God? Do you have faith in him? Yes, I have faith. But, you, you know, that's just that first introduction to faith. You need to see faith, especially if you're going to build this solid foundation that we're building this year. This is fun, huh, building this foundation. I'm totally loving this. And see, I got to do it because I'm telling you to do it. So the pressure's on. The heat is on, and I'm loving it. I seek the Father. And I notice I'm not as interested in TV anymore. I find myself reading more, more interested in my world around me. Now that we've got to build a solid foundation. I saw somebody hand. Oh, yes, sir. And we're going to answer your question about how to count it all joy when you're going through situations. You know, the
4: advantage of having or speaking to a man who's overcome is unlike the Bible, where you can find a scripture that says, don't don't get angry another scripture says it's okay to get angry right and so you can just use scripture to excuse away whatever yes. lack of character that you have but like just a moment ago when you were talking to this gentleman here about um if you get angry you're not enduring right if you get angry you have no faith you How have an, that absolute... an angry
0: person is endure that doesn't even make sense if you're enduring you're not mad about the situation
4: yeah and and To have someone rebuke you, the Bible can't rebuke. You know, you can take a scripture here and a scripture there and just make it what you want. Right. And still have a pitiful life.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, But when you point out the absolutes, that even if you get angry, you're not in the club. Right. You know, then. That's right. Those absolutes are are a great foundation. I'm glad to hear that. That's right.
0: Absolutely. Let your anger go. Um, Kelly, you want to take a stab at how do you rejoice in time of situations and tribulations and people bugging you and they want it now and people calling, come fish the fast machine now, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> how do you rejoice in that? Folks talking about you behind your back. Now you, oh, one thing I want to say about that too, later. For all, because I know a lot of people worry about what others think or say about them. What, what I'm telling you now, you will never have to worry about that again. But anyway, what, what would you, how do, what do you say to him?
2: Um, I think you just have to accept that you're probably not going to be perfect at it right away. And the first step is just like having your eyes on yourself in those situations um, and realizing that you didn't make a decision to become angry. The anger came upon you before, you know, you even realized it really. And so anytime that situation comes up, you know, if you have that awareness, which you can bring about by having your morning stillness time and evening stillness time, you know, meditation, whatever you want to call it, um, that it will eventually dissolve, and you will be able to rejoice in those situations because the anger just won't come up anymore.
0: you yeah, like, yeah, sure. See, if that worked tomorrow at work. But you're right on what you're saying.
7: When you deal with people and stuff who have no soul and everything, and then their <laughs> evil spirit tries to get into me. You know what I mean? So yeah. So you've been dealing with be... empty shells. Say again? You've been dealing with empty shells. Correct. Correct. Uh huh. I've been like to, I've been dealing with zombies like almost every day, and that, it's like uh, it wears you. It really wears you out. And you because, get mad at them. Yeah. And it stresses them, you out. Exactly.
0: And you just can't wait to get home
7: to. Yeah, I just can't get wait to get home to have my wine. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right buddy that's,
0: right. that's the way right. to deal with it yeah. <laughs> and see where you would be 50 that's years right. from today a wino that's right <laughs> uh, anybody else want to help Robert this young man yes
5: just one thing I've been watching myself lately is you know when things happen what, what kind of feedback are you getting from people are you living on that Someone, you know, people are nice because you fixed their copier or whatever, great. You know, you could just you know, be real happy about that and drink the wine because you're happy, right? But, you know, if people are, are, are <laughs> slamming you, you know, then all of a sudden something else comes out of you. So if you kind of like start really kind of paying attention to how am I responding to whatever I'm getting from other people coming at me, I think that would help them.
0: Do you endure all I'm, things? I, I'm,
5: well, I'm getting better at it right now, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you asked me a week ago, I, I was probably having a a, a bad, uh, poor endurance. Uh, but for whatever reason, um, hey, maybe I'm just having a good week. But uh, this week's better than last.
0: Oh, uh, this week. This is the first day of the week.
5: That's what I mean. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I mean, but you know, let's say you know, go back about today
0: a week. is better than last week. One day of the week. Uh, but that's all you have in today, so I understand it. But. yeah, yes.
3: I'm able to endure, and uh, I, I have an idea. I'm pretty sure what's lacking in his life um, is that he has no love. He doesn't have love, so when somebody, somebody's out there and they don't have love, they don't have patience, he's not able to show them love uh, or compassion or, or forgiveness. And so if, if he had love, he'd be able to endure. Uh, he'd be able to endure all things. But because yeah, he lacks love, that's he's what's not missing, able buddy.
0: You don't have love because he's giving you a chance think, every day at work. You only think of yourself and not of others. Because if you would loving folks the way God loved you, you will have compassion for those folks, knowing that they have been they have spiritual issues, you know, whatever it may be, and your heart would go out to them, and then God would bless you for that, and then nobody or nothing, no no situation can stress you out. But because it's all about you and not about them, you can't rejoice in a time of tribulation because your ego is being affected by it. But if you had God's love, your ego would not be affected and your, your heart be set on them. You, you know, you wish well for them. So you need love. You need God's love to operate. Not your love, not the ego love, but the love of God operating through you. And he will give it to you if you slow down, uh, operate out of stillness, He would give it to you. You will find that you have
7: changed from that. Just think about God's love and then, Mm, yes. You say just do what? Think about God's love, you know, what we discussed, yes. Yeah,
0: but you can't really think about God's love because if you think about his love, you don't know what it is. God's love is hard to really explain. I know they say patience and all that. That is the nature of it, but it goes even deeper than that. Because it works in so many different ways for you, for them, for everything around you, you know. But you just got to overcome your ego.
7: Right. But, uh, do you pray? But if you don't think about it, of course I do. Absolutely. I'm just like, as I sit down meditating, I'm just like, you know, puzzling over the things. And oh, I know what myself, you do. And beating myself over these things here. Being you're doing what things, now? Being med- myself over these things that I could have done. I could have done better. I could While have done you're right. in prayer? While I'm in prayer, yes.
0: So you're sitting there praying and beating yourself up.
7: Yes.
0: (laughs) You're sitting there in prayer going, I should have done this a little differently. I can't believe that this happened. I can't believe that that person told me this. That ain't no prayer. (laughs) You're sitting in hell.
8: Yeah.
7: (laughs)
0: How's that prayer? Why are you going along with that?
7: Yeah. Why am I going along with that? It's a good question on that.
0: I think a lot of people are guilty of that, too. They're sitting there in prayer, allowing the Holy Spirit to intercede on their behalf, but Satan little demons are talking to them, to them too about situations and things. Look what you did, you should not have done this, you're going to get fired. And they're listening to Satan little demons instead of letting Satan little demons pass you by. And you think that those are your own thoughts when they're really not. They're not your thoughts at all. And so you're as stressed out when you come out of prayer than that you were before you went into it because you went in there with Satan's mindset. You're supposed to sit still and overcome, relax and let all that stuff go, knowing that it's not of you and it's not of God. And so that's why it's not working. You're still identifying with your pride. That make sense? Yeah, it makes sense? Yeah, that's what you're doing. Whenever you go in prayer... You need to know that Satan's going to get busy, too. He's going to send his little demon angels out there. Hey, look like Jesse about to go in prayer. You know, go there and talk to him for me. <laughs> Have a conversation with him while he's trying to find out what God's will is here. Yeah, that's right, a decoy. Saul like him, say what, whatever, whatever. But I'm, I'm, I'm growing into the awareness of that now more and more and more. And I notice that my mind is stronger now than it was when I first started out. And I used to have a weak mind. It's not as weak now. It's getting stronger. This is so good. Isn't this good? Uh, can you come and read something for me? Yes. <laughs> this is from Second uh, Peter 1 through 11. Okay, right here. Come into that little line thing. Yes. 2 Peter 1, verse 1 through 11. Uh,
8: Simon Peter, servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have received a faith as precious as our own, given through the saving justice of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of our lord by his divine power he has lavished on us all the things we need for life and for true devotion through the knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness through these the greatest and priceless promises have been lavished on us that through them you should share the divine nature and escape the corruption rife in the world through disordered passion With this in view, do your utmost to support your faith with goodness, goodness with understanding, understanding with self-control, self-control with perseverance, perseverance with devotion, devotion with kindness to the brothers, and kindness to the brothers with love. The possession and growth of these qualities will prevent your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ from being ineffectual or unproductive. But without them, a person is blind, short-sighted forgetting how the sins of the past were washed away instead of this brothers never allow your choice or calling to waver then there will be no danger of your stumbling for in this way you will be given this generous gift of entry to the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus
0: Christ thank you sir God has given we have everything right now we really do that's why when you seek first the kingdom of, his, of God and his right way, all, you, become, you become aware of it. You will come into it. And everything you need to know, everything you desire, everything, everything, everything is already there. It really is. But you've got to put things in perspective. You've got to seek first the kingdom of God and his right way. And everywhere, every situation that you're going through right now, Just know he has allowed that to happen because he loves you and he's trying to get your attention. And if he had wanted you to be destroyed, you would already be wiped out. You've done enough already to be destroyed. You know, so he loves you. He's trying to get your attention. Cool out. Put him first. There's nothing on earth that is more important than seeking the kingdom first. Christ came; He put it all back in order. Jesus, uh, God sent His only begotten Son, and it's all in us. Everything we need is there, but you got to start seeking Him. You got to build this foundation, on a, uh, build your foundation on a solid foundation, not with the wind. So you, you know you're happy right now; you love everybody, and as soon as something goes wrong, you're just wiped out. That doesn't make sense. In your relationships with your husbands and wives and your children and friendships, employeeship, as soon as you love them, as long as they're loving you. And if something go wrong, you hear something, you're wiped out. Your mind just starts racing, and it is over. You have no faith. You got to have faith in God. And so once you see it, I was saying to God the other day, Wow, I can't believe that uh I didn't see this before. You know, like, how could I miss all this that I'm, you allow me to see right now? God, his mercy is good. It's endures for, it endures forever. And he truly loves us. But you got to change your mindset. You got to build this foundation. And you should be serious about it. And I don't mean go tripping out. You know, I don't mean, you know, have fun, laughter, and do your thing. But put him first. That makes sense? And he'll add it on to you. No man, no woman, no thing can give to you what I'm telling you about. And the more understanding you get, the wiser you become, the happier you become. You can see everything that, you know, wow, God does love me. And you start loving others, you don't need their love. You really don't need their love at all. You're giving out love, you already have it. And you have the right kind of love that forgiving love, the love that does not judge or go after or try to destroy anyone. It doesn't gossip. It doesn't uh, backstab. It do- it's not jealous and envious of anything because you can see that this person needs God. They need love, and you wish them well. That's a, 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 an amazing way to live. It sounds good to him. Huh? <laughs> like, No. How many people pray, are praying every day at, at night? Still not all. John, why are you not praying every day, boy? Uh, Speaking to the mic. He <laughs> like sitting there looking at me like,
7: uh-uh.
0: Why not, John?
7: I don't know. Sometimes I just get off track. Uh, I'll get motivated and uh, start doing it every day,
0: and then I get off track. You get off track with prayer? Yes. That's amazing, huh? Yes. Well, just get back on track. No big deal. Get back on. All right. All right? You, you got to, this is your father. You got to have communication with your father. This is who created you. He, he made all that you are, he made you that way. So and he didn't make it. God didn't wake up one day and say, you know what? This is the seventh day. I don't have anything. The sixth day. When did he make man? Sixth Sixth day. You know what, it's six days now. I don't have anything else to do. I think I'll make human beings so I can just hate them. <laughs> I'm just going to punish them. He needs someone to express his love. Are we out of time? Oh. He needs someone to express his love through. And that's what he wants to do through us. And while he's doing it, he's going to take care of us as well. Thank you for tuning in, folks. And thank you all for coming. I appreciate it.
5: information to purchase a copy of this program or to make a donation visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663 that's 1-800-411-bond Ooh, what you're, away from? you're already
7: home i sure.